<laughs> Every time. Every time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I am your host, your humble host for this Japanese month, Ian. Two E's. E squared, if you would. And next to me, virtually, we have Kyle with a K. Oh, man, I'm really glad I just cracked open this liquid death severed lime. It's naturally flavored sparkling water. It murders my thirst. How you doing, Ian? Not a sponsor. Um, I'm doing pretty good, Kyle. I'm doing pretty fine, pretty dandy. Um, what have you been up to? Obviously, we know what you're drinking. Um, not a sponsor, but liquid death, correct? Um, liquid oh, death, and you, you tried the um, the the one that's like a Sprite variant, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. It's delicious. It's in a green can. It looks like a Mickey's can. Shout out to Malt Liquor. And uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really tasty. I'm enjoying it. And we're not doing ratings just yet, right? I gave it a 90, uh, <laughs> which is pretty high on the scale for beverages. Uh, we rate based on can or so basically the way the container is gets a total of up to 50 points. And then the liquid itself is another 50. So, it's, you know, a total of 100. So it's, uh, it's yeah, pretty high. So present, presentation and then taste, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Um, you've been up to anything lately? Consuming any media in this past week? I have. Um, I'm still playing the PlayStation exclusive Horizon. Please shoot me in the fucking head. I want it to end. <laughs> but first, I just want to say I don't get everybody's fascination with Horizon Zero Dawn. It's 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 pretty good, but like it's not outstanding, and uh, the gameplay is kind of repetitive. But I'm already sunk about 30 hours into it at this point so i've kind of committed and i'm gonna see it through movie wise television show wise uh i got to the third episode of peacemaker i finished up to three and i kind of fell off i kind of lost interest but i'll probably go back to it at some point and i've been watching a little show on hbo called 30 coins ka-ching 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 it's an excellent show. I would say it's like horror. How would you categorize it? Uh, horror, sci-fi, uh, Brennan? Horror? I, I would consider horror. it uh, horror slash Spanish melodrama. Dude, it's so good. It is it so, is. so good. I'm on episode Wait, four right now. Four. Okay, that's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm about halfway through the first season. It's uh, HBO Max original, but it's like HBO Europe original. Yeah. I, and I, I will say episode four is around the time it stops kind of becoming a monster of the week show and becomes a more it mainly becomes more serialized. Um, but I think that the show is strong enough to go from what you've experienced in the show to changing like course like completely. I mean, I'm so Doctor Who is one of my favorite shows of all time, so I'm all down for monster of the week kind of programming but if it does change um i'm also down i'm i'm totally confident that whatever it does next it'll keep my interest and 
I love the mirror episode. I think mm. that's the second mm-hmm. episode. It is so good. Second or third, but excellent, excellent episode. Um, and then I've watched a few movies. I watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Not that great. Oh, oh Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian, I did hear your yeah. fart. Okay. Ian, Ian, talk to me real quick, though. Um, can I list a quote that you said in no. the Discord chat? Because what, out of context, it's not... It's the, Sure, but what was the you quote You took again? that completely out of context. Right, but what was the quote, though? I'll explain myself. Sure, let's hear it. I got... I milked the maximum entertainment... Mm-hmm. The maximum amount of entertainment that I could have gotten from that film. Gotcha. So you would say it gave you maximum entertainment. <laughs> that film specifically. I hope they put that on like the DVD release. <laughs> maximum <laughs> entertainment. I to say maximum entertainment in quotes and then just under ruminations of red room. <laughs> that would be excellent. Uh, that's probably the only positive comment they're going to get. Um, and then I also saw, uh, for the first time, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window, 1954 film. It's uh, 10 out of 10, or 5 out of 5 stars for me. I thought it was a just a masterclass in filmmaking. Uh, it's way better than Psycho. It's a great film. And I hear it in the rounds that it's, uh, it's in competition with Vertigo for his best film. And I haven't seen that one yet either, but I did buy it on 4K, so I'm excited to watch Vertigo next. As it stands right now, though, I'd probably have to say Rear Window is my favorite Alfred Hitchcock film that I've seen. But yeah, like I said, I haven't seen them all. Could could I step in and say one quick thing on the Vertigo Rear Window debate? Dude, yeah. All I will say about that is Rear Window doesn't have a film shot named after it. Because like, ver- uh, so in the movie Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. does the Vertigo effect, where you either mm-hmm. a you know push the camera in while you're pulling, um, while you're uh, shortening the lens, mm-hmm. or or vice versa. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I I think that they're both amazing films. I just think that to make a film and then have a specific shot type named after it, that's like that's goals right there. Like I to me, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I've uh I've never I don't know, like I had zero expectations going into rear window. That's and fair. Yeah. It was just it it blew me away. I it's it's a Kyle ass film, the way it's set up and the way it utilizes such a small space to bring such a big thing to life. It's it's oh, I I loved it so much. I was gushing about it after I was watching it. But um I also watched uh Part one of the Batman, the Dark Knight Returns, the animated series. Um, I'm going to watch part two later. Not much to talk about on that. It's pretty good if you like animated films. And then I watched, uh, lastly, uh, the remake to West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg film. And I uh, I liked it. It was good. Uh, not great. And it was cool seeing Spielberg direct a musical because he's never done that before. And his style fits that uh, time period and era perfect. I like the set pieces and the like the costumes and the color palette. Just everything about that film uh, is fully realized and just looks awesome. 
Uh, I just think the tone of it is way more serious than I was expecting it to be. And uh, it was a little long for my taste, but it was a good film and I enjoyed it. But that's pretty much all I've been up to. What did you uh, give it on the old LB? I gave it a three and a half out of five stars. C. You gave it a C. Gave it a, yeah. I would put it at a high C for me. That's out of my personal enjoyment. Now, from a technical standpoint, from a technical standpoint, the movie's probably an A. A, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, It's fucking beautiful. Like, the way it's shot is fucking gorgeous. It's just uh, that rating more factored into my personal enjoyment of it. So, Cool. Sounds like you had a good week. Brendan, you were also sitting virtually across from me. What's, what's up? Am, what you been uh, up to? Content-wise, I feel like I haven't really consumed much. I started re-watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the show. Cause I Is think, any good? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. I've only ever seen season one, and I'm pretty sure that uh, season four just finished filming. So I kind of wanted to get a jump on that. So I've decided to start that from the beginning. Um, I started to watch that new movie on Hulu that everyone is like raving about called uh, No Exit with uh, with the Allstate dude. Um Jake? Oh, Allstate. No, He's State Farm. Allstate, yes. <laughs> Allstate, you're in good hands. Like that that black guy with the really deep voice. Oh, that guy, yeah. 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 Uh, he, at, least I, at least I at least I think he's Lambert in all the Splinter Cell games. Uh, wow. Uh I shut the movie off after ten minutes. It was so ungodly terrible. I don't get why everyone is saying it's, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread. James. Uh and there, I feel like there was one other thing that I watched, but it was so minuscule. Oh, I've I've been watching uh, while I've been working. I've been watching the last stream on the left, uh, which is just it's so good. I, they look nothing like I thought they did. Like you know, their thumbnail on like Spotify like has the illustrations of their faces. They look nothing like that, and I was so completely thrown off guard by it. Um, but that's really that's really funny. Uh, but yeah, mainly I've just been playing some deep rock and listening to episodes of Last Podcast on the Left. That's that's all I've been doing. Oh, I also wrote two short scripts. Uh, mm, nice. What are they about? Are they horror? Uh, just tell us the genre. Just give, just give, give us a little taste. Give us a little taste. Uh, Elevator pitch. Black humor. Uh, dark satire i i sent kyle one of them yeah uh, it's I, called it's I called it pork pork tastic it's a uh it's pretty much uh kind of like the adult swim short films that are on youtube like uh mm-hmm. um may i enter your home or uh uninterrupted footage of a bear things like that or un, unedited footage of a bear yeah. um i i'm completely obsessed with those i think that they are beyond funny uh, so I kind of got the idea to do my own little kind of series like that. And the the name that I came up with the, for for the series is called Insane Infomercials. So the first one, little elevator pitch, is basically about a uh, 
a delivery pork service that will deliver you a fully cooked ham in 30 minutes or less. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no comment for me in I don't know what I expected. So I didn't know I didn't know who that was for. Well, you asked for an elevator pitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, Kyle did. I wasn't asking for much. Um, but thank you for sharing, Brendan. Yeah. Um that's cool. That's cool. What have I been up to? What about you? Yeah, well, thank you. What the fuck have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um I've been I, I had a really, really good week of cinema, actually. Um oh, I, I watched that you called it that. What? <laughs> it was a very I had a, I had a really good week I of cinema. cinema. An excellent <laughs> week of cinema. It was a very kino experience, if you would. Um I watched another Mesomura film, Giants and Toys, which has a lot of similarities in Perfect Blue. Um, really great film. Give it a four to five. Um, I watch Thirteen Beloved or Thirteen Game of Death, which is a re. It's the original version of the Blumhouse remake, Thirteen Sins. Um, both entertaining. Both very good. Um, what else did I watch? Blah blah blah. Bullet in the head. John Woo, absolute masterpiece. I cried. Probably twice during that film. Only twice, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I it was it was another like I had tears in my eyes. Another part, but yeah. But I'm a man, fully, and that's not crying. Fully cried two times. It's a very sad movie. A lot of a lot more action than I thought it would have had, because um, it's described as like a crime drama. Um, but it's freaking fantastic everything about it it's the acting the cinematography the story it's it's a perfect follow-up to john woo's the killer which came out a year before and both are 10 out of 10 for me fantastic films thank you john woo thank you for existing uh i also watched the movie that everyone's been talking about the oscar bait film uh drive my car which undeniably is a good film, but it was not for me. And lastly, 2022's. Oh, God. That's this year. I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Matt Reeves. Directed film. The Batman. Is he related to Christopher Reeves? Sure. That's the Superman tie-in. It's the... <laughs> A multiverse. <laughs> oh, it's a multi. Another multiverse. Nice. Talk to us about the Batman. Ian. Uh, I'm not going to say too much. I don't. I don't want to like spoil anything. But for the first ten minutes, I had goosebumps. Tears in my eyes. Oh no! I, I no. It didn't. It didn't make me feel um, emotional. Very emotional. But I got chills throughout the entire film. Like it was. It had so many good moments and it's just shot so well and ah it's very very fantastic it's in an elevated batman film oh god is it true we've already had an elevated batman film but that is true that is true is it true that he masturbates in that movie no damn i was hoping that was true 
So I have a question. Sure. Uh, you say in your review here, <clears throat> and I quote, <laughs> glad to see amongst all the fan service nowadays, we finally yeah. have something that's new and fantastic. Now, let me ask you something. When you refer to all the fan service nowadays, are you just referring to Spider-Man or do you have any other examples? Oh, no. I mean, we the both Spider-Man movies, we got... Um, I mean, there's a lot. The the yeah, Lego right, movies okay. can be considered okay. fan service. Like the Lego movies, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's your go-to. All the, the car- Lego I mean, I, you caught me on the spot here, but like I'm bringing up some some things for you. Um, We're gonna compare the, the new Texas Chainsaw movie is a fan service film. I disagree. It's a very bad film, correct? But it is it is just Leatherface killing a bunch of people. And that's what a lot of people, and that's what a lot of Leather, Leatherface fans want. Brennan, obviously it's not because it's poorly reviewed and rated. Yeah, it's, uh, no one yeah, likes it's just a bad movie. It's just no, a bad it's, movie. No, Brennan, Brennan, talk to me. Do you think that the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre was fan servicey? I do not. I th- What I think it was was someone wrote a script and pitched it to Netflix and Netflix was like, this is a good script, but nobody's going to want to watch just an original, just a random slasher movie. So I think that someone took a script and then found ways to put Leatherface in it. And then they made it a Leatherface movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And so just to go back to the initial, um, Topic you haven't hand. even seen the movie, Cal. I don't know why you're dissing so, it right now. Your fan service. Uh, yes, glad has. to see all the fan service around here. Oh, um, oh, Batman. Batman, sorry. We're referring to the Lego films and the new <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is gotcha. just okay. off the top of my head. I, I just got gotcha. to gotcha. go on. I mean, even the Teen Titans movie <laughs> that came out. <laughs> I, the animated film. I am looking forward Which to Which was it, actually pretty good. I so you would say this is better than Batman Begins and The Dark Knight? A lot of things are better than Batman Begins. I'm asking Ian this one specifically because I know you don't like them. <laughs> I like this more than those movies. But cool. I'm, I'm very um, without, But I can respect the fact that without those movies, this one wouldn't exist. Because it's practically, and I said in my review, The Crow and The Dark Knight series had a, had a baby. And this cool. is what came out. I'm very, very excited to watch it. So It's almost a perfect Ian, mix of the two. I'm glad that you liked it. How did you feel about the runtime? Like, did it did it feel mm. too long? Do you think it could have been shorter? Like, did it feel like a slog at any points? Um, it's a great so question. I I would see it again in theaters. Okay. I do think that. So for the newest Blade Runner that came out i felt like that was too long just because there was a lot of scenes that were very drawn out like with jake or not jake jill um ryan gosling with ryan gosling just like holding his hand out and it being like a five minute shot like that's too long we get mm-hmm. it that's too long none this movie didn't have any of those gotcha it was it was just progress and you and you would say it's a very very dark movie not a very very dark movie it is pg-13 so what you have Matt, to keep that in mind. What about Matt Reeves' previous comments before release where he says it's like almost a horror movie? Is like is there any kind of Oh right, yeah. Like what's the whole um is the Riddler? That? Is there any truth? There are 
I mean, and I'll, I'll reference the, the stuff in the trailer. Like there are scenes where it does get a little saw trappy. Oh, so I like that. I'll leave that as that. Yeah. I heard it's being compared to the, um, the Batman Arkham origins game back on the Xbox 360 oh, PS3 where, yes. uh, where you spend most of the time investigating crime scenes more than actually like fighting groups of enemies. So that, that has me intrigued. So, Can oh, yeah, I it's say a lot the, of Batman. It's a lot of Batman. The worst part about Arkham Knight was the fucking 243 Riddler trophies. I want that good ending, but do you think <laughs> I'm going to spend 25 fucking hours getting every single Riddler trophy? Hell no. I 100% YouTube the good ending because I was not going to do that. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, no. Yeah, it was, it was no way. way. I, I think I, I got 120. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't do a single another one of these. It is, it is, this is way too much. Yeah, I am a platinum trophy whore, and even then, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but the platinum trophy name is "I Am the Batman," and I really want. Oh, it. that's good. I really want. It. You know, when when I when I visit you guys, we'll just spend like ten hours just getting all the Riddler trophies. Just get super baked. Just <laughs> find them all. I would watch the stream. <laughs> stream it. Stream it. Oh yeah. Okay. What you you can't you you can't use your you can't use your you can't use your Twitch sign Twitch Prime sub though because you're uh, already subbed to Vladimir Putin for your <laughs> Twitch Prime allegedly. Oh, allegedly. I got to see the receipts. I forgot what the context was behind that joke, but I felt like it was gold. Yeah, it was a Discord joke. Yeah. Um, all right. Brendan, are you done? Can we uh, move on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That might have been rude. No How's disrespect. Going, boys? This is your boy, Kyle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Because today, folks, we are covering the 1997 film Perfect Blue, the first animated film we've covered on the cast. I'm very excited for it. Um, but before we get into that, we have to first hop into that time machine and go to 1997, because that was gr grunge, I, I think. Look at this graph. Um, <laughs> let's look at the top 10 highest grossing films of that year. We have number 10, George of the Jungle. Shout out Absolute to our boy, banger. Absolute Banger, Brendan Fraser, um, rolling in with $105 million grossing. I saw that in theaters. Did you? Haven't seen it since. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I am so excited for that new movie that he's going to be in, The Whale. Have you guys heard of that? No. I was going to say something really mean right now. <laughs> well, well, so because like... I, I love the man. I think he is he is wholesome gold, and the yes. internet is in love with him. And we all know he's a little chunky right now. That's okay. He's living his yeah. best life. Uh, so the movie that he's going to be in is called The Whale, where he pretty much plays like a real life fat whale. Guy. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, and I I I, for, I I forget exactly what it's <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, oh, it's it's an upcoming it's American psychological drama. Ooh, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Hell yes. Oh, it's your boy. Really? Is it really? 
So I um, I'll probably, it's probably it's it's <laughs> I'll probably hate it. <laughs> but he didn't write it. He didn't write it. Uh, I can't even get that up. All right. Ooh, cool. It's 824. Yes. 824 and Darren Aronofsky. Whew. That's a double whammy right there. It is a double whammy. All right, number nine. We got Batman and Robin. Is that the George Clooney film? Yes. Yes, that's Batman with nipples. That is he. Ugh. Kyle. Yeah, what's up? I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say this. I need to watch this again on 4K. Yes, I own it on 4K. <laughs> and um, Jesus Christ, George Clooney is pretty bad, but he's not as bad as Val Kilmer as Batman and as Bruce. And that movie is not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I don't think so either. I don't like think it's, so. it's like it's not it's great bad. and it's cheesy. It's very cheesy and it's pretty bad, but it's got its moments, dude. It's got I mean, he has a Batman credit card in it. Like that's <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred buys them pizza and then stops because they have to go out and fight crime. It's <laughs> come on, dude. I fully disagree. Number eight, we have John Woo's face off. It all comes around, baby. It all comes around. We talk about Batman. We're ta- we talked about John Woo. Now he's here again, grossing $112,000. Hundred million dollars, sorry. <laughs> Millions. I was uh, like, face off. yikes. Uh, this one has been on my uh, list of movies I've never seen. I, yeah, I know. I know. Is that the one where they take their face off? Face off, Brendan. Yes. That's where they do it. That, 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 that is a good movie. Watching like Travolta try and do Cage and Cage try and do Travolta. Yes. It's, oh it, it is gold. It is. Because gold. they're both like psychos and they both yeah. get to play psychos <laughs> in the movie it's so great oh, it's, oh it's such a good film thank you john woo for existing number seven i didn't, I didn't, t- I didn't know that john woo did that strike two number <laughs> seven the titanic we've already gone through this morning Wait, no, film. Hold on. Okay. my heart will go on titanic's not bad guys i'm just gonna go out there and say it it's not a bad film it's pretty good. It's not. I mean, Go everyone on. loves it. But it's it is boring good. and long. It's, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, next. Number six, My Best Friend's Wedding. Absolute banger. It's got. I've never heard of this. Julia Roberts. And then it's also got your boy. I'm, I'm forgetting his name, so please forgive me, but he's the main lead in Cemetery Man. Uh, Richard Gere. Nope, not Richard Gere. Oh. Uh, that is pretty woman. Uh, but yeah, no, my best friend's wedding camera Diaz, I think is in it as well. Um, it, it, it's a good film. It's a good film. All right. It's a good rom-com. And, thank you. And number five, we have star Wars, a new hope. I guess it re-released in 97 special edition. You guess you little kid yeah it did and it was amazing when the trilogy re-released in 1997 it was a pretty big deal they uh reissued a whole new toy line like it was huge and uh that's i think that's when they added the additional cg moments too into the uh the old films and everybody like threw a fit about it but great year great year well thank you for that knowledge kyle i didn't know that Number four, Air Force One, not as good. Well, I actually haven't seen Air Force One, but I'm guessing it's not as good as Fugitive. Kyle, have you seen both? 
Yeah, no, Fugitive is way better than Air Force One. Thank you. Air Force One is pretty good, though. It is pretty good, but it's no Fugitive. Can we please cover the Fugitive? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Number three, Liar, Liar. What's number two? Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> no, what's everybody's favorite Jim Carrey movie? I think Let's we just... did that. Oh, no, we did. Um, We did uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan, a... top, top two. Ace Ventura. <laughs> I was going to say Ace Ventura movies. <laughs> top two Jim Carrey movies. Go. Uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, number two would be Yes Man. And number one has to be the first Ace Ventura because that movie is a low key psychological thriller. <laughs> it really is. That movie. It really the, is. The first Ace Ventura is so dark and unsettling. I mean, it is also a little transphobic uh, because once he finds out that Finkel is Einhorn and he does that thing where he chews like 80 pieces of gum (laughs) and then puts the uh, the plunger up to his mouth and is like trying to make himself vomit like that's a little that's a little uh, out there. Um, But otherwise, that movie is just gold. Did you give us your top two? Or was that just one? Yeah. Yeah, he said, yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, man. And what was the other one? <laughs> Fuck Jesus Christ. Christ. Are you listening I'm to me? Get, I'm going to go. <laughs> I was not listening. I am so uh, sorry. I was looking at my notes because I got to cram a little. We're getting a, getting a little getting a little drag here. Um, but I love, I love it. I love it. What are you talking about? We're, we're just talking. We're talking. Just keep me hanging on. I would say number two for me is it's Ace Ventura and uh, Dumb and Dumber. I just don't know. Like they're tied. They're tied for me. I can't pick. So don't make me pick. But those are those are the top two. Number one, Dumb and Dumber. Number two, Me, Myself and Irene. Great film. Great film. That's my top five for sure. The cotton mouth scene is hysterical in that. (laughs) It's got such dirty humor it's fantastic yeah it's good rounding out top two spots here we got number two jurassic park the lost world which is the second one and it is probably my least favorite out of the trilogy yeah me too it's my least favorite as well i like the third one because it's got the pterosaurs it's got the spinosaurus so the good. third movie doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. It doesn't. It's got the best dinosaurs, bro. It does. I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Jesus. Look at this. Look at us. I may even like it more than one. No, oh, that's going too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. Let me back up. <laughs> and then number one movie of 1997, deserving Men in Black. Great film. I mean, one of the best buddy cop movies. It's is, a good is movie. Is that considered a buddy cop movie? Right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 I'd put it in my top 10. Top 10 buddy cop movies. Dude, we or Damn. We need to make a list. Dude, I love buddy cop movies. Oh, my yeah, me too. God, Kyle. You have no idea. You have no, I mean, you do. You know, I love Beverly Hills Cop. Movies like that. Um, 
And then I'm just going to rattle off some uh, some horror movies that came out this year. We have Scream 2, Funny Games, the original, Devil's Advocate, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Event Horizon, Cure, we got Alien Resurrection, Anaconda, Mimic, Spawn, Wishmaker, Jack Frost, American Werewolf in Paris, just fantastic films. I like how we talked about all the non-horror movies and then rattled off the horror movies on a horror podcast. Let's go! How, how did you skip Cube? We gave, we gave Titanic more talk time we're than fucking going, we're, not, we're not done. We're not done, Kyle. I just wanted to glimpse over those because we're not going to cover the Oscars here. We're not going to cover no pretentious overseas film awards. We're going we're gonna to cover... Oh. The Chainsaw Awards. Ooh. Sorry, bitch. You can input that. 1998. It was a uh, it was an interesting year. Not a lot of great horror films, in my opinion. But uh, you definitely have some bangers. Uh, we have Best Actor, Al Pacino, and The Devil's Advocate, beating out Sam Neill from Event Horizon. And Andrew Divoff from Wishmaker. Wishmaster. I was Wish gonna let it, I was gonna let it slide. Wishmaster. Thank you for correcting me. It. Wishmaster. It just no, it deserves to be corrected. It's a it's a I like I like the film. It's good. Um, and then we have Best Actress, Sigourney Weaver in Alien Resurrection, beating Nev Campbell in Scream 2. Any thoughts on that, guys? No. Deserving? I haven't seen either one in so long, to be honest. I just remember the basketball scene in Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I remember that one too. That's like the only thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the the um, alien at the end, the hybrid. Oh, there was an cool. alien in the movie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there was, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a basketball movie. Spoilers, she was an alien. Um, right? Mitch, Let's, you can bleep that out if you want. <laughs> yeah, bleep, bleep. <laughs> that was a unnecessary spoiler. Was it? I mean, uh <laughs> um, and then we have best limited release direct to film. We have the winner, Lost Highway, beating out wow. Crash. Wow. Haven't seen either. Wow, wow, wee wow. I like Lost Highway. It's a good you film. Like it's, a good, it? it's a good David Lynch film. I think you I like it. it. I like it. Best makeup slash creature FX. We have Starship Troopers beating out Alien Resurrection. Best score. We have Lost Highway beating out The Mimic. Uh, best screenplay. We have Scream 2 beating out The Lost Highway. Interesting there. Um, best Supporting Actor, we have Robert Blake, Lost Highway. He won, beating out Ooh. Liv Schreiber in Scream 2, and John Leguizamo in Spawn. Leguizamo. Leguizamo, thank you. I always mess up his name, always. Dude, Scream 2 got snubbed on a bunch. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, best it, screenplay. It, it, yeah, it somehow beat Lost Highway for yeah. best screenplay. <laughs> that I, is insane, yeah. actually. I don't, Added everything. I don't know about that. Yeah, definitely not. Out of everything there. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Not sure about that one. Uh, especially Sigourney Weaver beating out uh, um, Nev Campbell. But Teach Their Zone. 
teacher's own. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? Teacher's own. Best supporting actress, though, Courtney Cox, Scream 2, beating out Charlize Theron, Devil's Advocate. I actually haven't seen De- The Devil's Advocate. It's a good film. I, I've raved about it enough. It's yeah. fantastic. Doesn't it have yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves? It does. Yes. It's a good movie. Is it a good horror movie? Because it doesn't look very horror-y it's, to me. It's, like I said on the the Exorcism of Emily Rose, it is much better at being a courtroom drama with really intense scenes of horror. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Best wide release film? Scream 2, taking the win here, beating Devil's Advocate and Alien Resurrection. No surprise there. And then finally, we have Worst Film. Do you guys want to take a guess on the winner? It has two uh, nominees. I I, I, I kind of want to say, I didn't realize that that, what Sp- the that Spawn was this year, but that movie was terrible. But, I, nominees- but I, I can't think of what else it would be up against. The nominees are... Anaconda and Spawn. Oh, Anaconda, come on. Dude, Anaconda's good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got what? You got thing. you got John Voigt, LL Cool J, mm-hmm. um Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Like, come on. That movie does Dude. not deserve to be on this list. Saw that in theaters too. I'm fucking old. And I did actually just buy that film. It's a good film. I say so, spawn. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I say would spawn. say spawn. That is correct. <laughs> For the next round. <laughs> yeah, it was Spawn. Yeah. And and I agree fully. Um, Spawn is a really bad movie, but um, again, with like, it, I guess it kind of has a cult following, right? Because people like that movie, like genuinely like that movie. Do they? I think that a lot of Spawn fans are unhappy with that. Yeah. And yeah. I think just a lot of 90s kids that grew up watching it have like, sentimental value for it but mm-hmm. like that's about it aren't like they, a lot of nostalgia they, for watching it aren't they redoing it they're making a new one yeah okay and i think it's it. actually like written by mcfarland or Todd something mcfarland Ooh. yeah yeah i will say the old spawn tv series was not that do you got do you remember the spawn tv series yeah i'm pretty sure it used to be on hbo like at the beginning of each episode it would be todd mcfarland at a desk in like a mm-hmm. like an yep. unsolved mysteries type room and yep. he'd be like Damn. what if i what if i told you that this is a tale about murder and rape hi i'm todd mcfarlane creator <laughs> of spawn <laughs> dude i haven't thought about that in so long that's crazy yeah that's funny i shit. do not remember that yeah, but what like, i do remember is the movie we're covering today <laughs> perfect blue let's finally get into it grossing about Seven hundred thousand dollars, U.S. Um, yeah. Directed by Satoshi Khan. Kyle, you have um familiarity. Yeah, he's our second deceased director. When did he pass away? Uh, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. Rest in peace. Yeah, I do. Um, I've seen uh, <laughs> like over half of his films. I've seen Paprika. I've seen Tokyo Godfather, and I've seen Millennium Actress. 
uh, I like all the films I've seen and Tokyo Godfather and Perfect Blue are like tied for me. I really, really enjoy Tokyo Godfather. I might actually like Perfect Blue a little bit more, but um, Tokyo Godfather is just a very, very good film. It's heartwarming. It's got good action. It's just, it's a, if you like Perfect Blue, it's, it's nothing like Perfect Blue, but if you like his style and the animation and all that kind of stuff, definitely watch Tokyo Godfathers because it's a, it's a great film. Like not just a good anime. It's just a great film in general. Cool. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I've actually only seen Perfect Blue and Paranoia Agents, which is a, uh, a series. Um, I was really hammered one night and I put on Millennium Actress and it, I got about 10 minutes into it and I was like, damn, I gotta really think for this movie. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Millennium Actress also starts out very slow. Yeah. And it ramps up. Uh, so it's it's definitely one you have to kind of like hang in there for. So Yeah, it's not a good drunk movie. No. I think I, I put on Rush Hour, which is my go-to. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and Kyle, or uh, sorry, Brennan, did you have any um, history with... Uh, Satoshi Khan? No, besides the fact that, like, I'd say maybe at least this movie has been recommended to me about a hundred times. I would say out of any movie ever, more people have recommended this movie to me than anything else. Yeah, it's strange. Out of all the movies that have made less than a, a million dollars grossing, um, this would not be it for me. Like, I, I would not think that this is not as recognized as it as it is. Well, I it, a lot as of it should people, be sorry. a lot of the people who have said that to me are, you know, obviously one genre fans, but two uh, people who have read my script, The Understudy, and they've said this reminds me a lot of Perfect Blue. And then I would say I've never seen Perfect Blue and that would lead them to recommending it to me. Yeah, and I think I get, perfect. Sorry, go ahead. I guess it has a lot of similarities to Black Swan, which I've never yes. seen the film, and I don't wish to talk about it because I, I really want to see it. But uh, great movie. Just on that note, um, Darren Aronofsky actually owns the rights to this film now. He owns you know, the I, rights to well, Perfect Blue. When I was yeah. when I was watching this last night, I was like. I don't know if I want to see a live action version of this, but the only person I could think of to make this would be Darren Aronofsky. So yeah, if you like, if you look it up, apparently his biggest inspiration for Black Swan was this film. That oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, this is like one of his favorite films. He actually bought the rights to Perfect Blue just so he could film the bathtub scene in Black Swan. Wow, oh, that that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was probably pretty cheap to acquire the rights too. I mean. It is what it is. Um, so first, before we officially get into the movie, I wanted to go over um, anime in general, since this is the first film, this is the first animated film that we're actually going over. Um, I just want to know what your background is with anime and just give me like a top three. And I'm going to go with Brendan first. Like, did you grow up with anime or uh, was it something that you've never kind of gotten into or what's what's the deal there? Um, so, I'm so stoked we get to talk about anime. Sorry, go ahead. I'm like gushing right now. I'm like, whoa. I've never really been big into it. Uh, I think that 
one of the turnoffs for me for it was on Saturday nights when when Adult Swim would end and Toonami would start. That always pissed mm-hmm. me off. Uh, so I think I kind of had like some negative thoughts about anime. Uh, and then when I watched Kill Bill and there's that little anime uh, scene in it, I was like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Maybe I should give it a chance. So overall, I don't really go out of my way to watch anime, but I would never discount it. I think that it's a very specific and can be a very beautiful art form. Uh, If I had to give my top three, I would say, oh, that's that's a really tough one. I'm excited for whatever Adult Swim Junji Ito thing is coming out. Uh, can I give my or I? Uh, yeah, dude, I I'm drawing. De- I like Dead Man Wonderland a lot, but you get, but you guys have made fun of me for that. So yeah, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's not a finished anime, unfortunately, and there's a lot. There's ah man, yeah, there's a lot of problems. But, with it. but I like it, and I think that. I'm giving it a chance and I'm finding things that I like and I'm watching things that are similar to what I like. The opening for that is actually probably in my top five. It's so sick. It's like this like yeah, no, rock I, I, riff. I, I love riff. it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, that that's my extent of anime knowledge. Kyle, it's your turn. I know you're. <laughs> I know you're biting your tongue. No, 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 no. I'm not biting it. I'm just. Uh, I rarely get to talk about anime, so it's it's kind of cool that we have this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a time period of my life where I was very, very into anime. It was one of the exclusive, almost things I watched for a long time. On the opposite side of Brennan, when Toonami came on, I was fucking jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to stay up late just to watch, like, old, you know, Cowboy Bebop episodes. And that's how I got my Dragon Ball Z fix back in the day. And in 2002, when I was probably peak Kyle anime, um, anime wasn't as mainstream as it is now. And there wasn't really an accessible way to watch it. So um, there was this old store like these stores used to pop up around towns during that time period and whenever it did it seemed very underground and you almost felt like you were walking to like a porn section of a fucking videotape rental place because it was so like obscure and nobody fucking watched it um or at least you know publicly talked about it really unless you were into that kind of thing like like anime has always had its following obviously but like it was never everywhere blasted like it is now. And that's kind of how I came across Perfect Blue. Um, It was like back in 2002. I didn't mean to rhyme. And uh, there was this anime store that opened up and I used to just go hang out in it. I used to just go read through manga and I used to just browse the covers. I didn't have, you know, income because I was in high school and I didn't have a job yet. So I would just kind of like check out the covers and read the backs and read through manga and probably you know, bug the shit out of the clerks that were working there. But I bought Perfect Blue and took it home and watched it. And uh, to, ever since then, it's been one of my favorite anime I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, I 
my top three anime. Sorry, I, I can go on. So I'm going to cut myself off on this story. <laughs> but um, I'll say that my top three anime, it, like if we're talking film series, it changes by the day. But uh, my number one is Berserk, the original run. And number two is probably Record of Lotus War, also the original uh, run, which is a pretty old anime. It's like an old 80s, early 90s anime. And then um, I, it, it, it's going to sound cliche now, but probably Cowboy Bebop. But, you know, back then it wasn't, you know, as cliche it is, as it is now of an answer. But, um, I mean, yeah, Perfect Blues, it's up there. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodless is another one of the films for me that are just like, top tier but i did also enjoy cowboy bebop by the way i forgot to mention that yeah cowboy bebop I, is excellent. I, I watched it because i wanted to watch the netflix series and then i finished cowboy bebop and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna watch the netflix series after this because i didn't think that they would be able to do a good job with it yeah i love i mean cowboy bebop isn't for everyone but i just i'm a sucker for love stories and you know uh the main character is just a, a tortured soul driven by love and mm-hmm. the whole mix of sci-fi and old Western and yeah. the soundtrack and just everything about it. It's style just spoke to me and I just fell in love with it. And every time it came on Toonami, I used to rewatch the episodes and I just love it. And that opening theme song slaps. It's it's yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Three, two, one, let's rock. Yeah. Um, I, I also agree with uh, with the Cowboy Bebop. It's it's undeniably a well made anime, um, but I'm I'm just not an episodic anime kind of guy. Soundtrack is phenomenal, best soundtrack in any anime ever. Really good soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but with my history around anime, uh, I was a pr- pretty sheltered, pretty sheltered kid. Um, at my dad's house, uh, this this is my Hannah Montana moment. Uh, at my dad's house, I wasn't uh, allowed to like be on my phone or um, uh, <laughs> like uh, play video games. We had like a Wii, um, and I wasn't allowed to watch like Cartoon Network. It was kind of a kind of a little reserve uh, at my dad's house. So when I went over to my mom's house, and she didn't care about any of that stuff, I was playing video games um watching cartoon network and i guess the first anime i watched was and i don't even know if it counts as an anime but uh the teen titans original series oh yeah, yeah, yeah. does that count uh i mean why not sure it it's a good series fantastic yeah. that's the one that was like mid aughts right what do you mean it was in like like the first like, decade of the 2000s, correct? Yeah, it came out in 2003, you want to say? Okay, yeah. Wrong, I, I don't know. Th- there were a few episodes of that that I really enjoyed. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but I, along with that, I was never really allowed to watch like uh, any anime. Like I never watched Dragon Ball or Naruto or anything like that. Um, so I never really got the appeal up until my last years of high school when I uh, had a little influence. Um, my, one of my good friends, he was big into anime, and he recommended one to me called Parasite The Maximum. And that was technically my first ever Japanese anime, I guess. Uh, so I watched about 13 episodes of that, kind of gave up on it, and uh, came back to it around age 19. 
and uh and uh yeah i mean the rest is history i i I really got into anime watched a lot of shows i've seen seen a decent amount so far a a, a good I've, I've seen at least one classic which is hunter hunter um and neon and neon genesis even galleon berserk i i really want to watch neon genesis it's good and sells at work there's a few movies too right Oh yeah, no. Uh, the movies are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mind and benders. Do you need to watch the series to understand yeah. the movies? Ah, yeah. damn. Okay. Yeah, because there there are other episodes. Gotcha. The first movie is actually just two episodes. Okay. Like it does an intro and outro and everything. Neon Genesis Evangelon. That's the one that I've heard a lot about. <laughs> Evangelon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what one. did I say it wrong? Evangelion, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's oh, okay. how I always. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Evangelion, though, I like that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually heard anybody like in the official sense say it, but I've always called it Evangelion. I've never heard like a Japanese person say it. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, so who knows? Um, but I'd say my top three would have to be um, at number one, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood great um, fucking series dude it is Ugh. my favorite show of all time yeah it's the good. characters the story the absolute heartbreaking story the it's, animation the animation so good it is the cream of the crop yeah it's up there for sure in my opinion i don't think anything will even come close to being that um and then we have number two i'm gonna i'm gonna say perfect blue Darryl. Yeah, it was uh, quite perfect. Uh, I actually didn't know a mo- an animated film could be as grounded and as real. I know it has like unreal moments in the film, but it is very it is very grounded. And I can see someone doing a live action, um, a good live action version of this. Yeah, that's the exact feeling I had when I watched it for the first time in 2002. Like, I, it opened my eyes to what anime could be and, like, defied what my expectations were of it already. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. Because I'm used to, like, these big worlds that, like, people create, and it, they're just so vastly different. And this is just Japan. It's just in modern-day 97 Japan, and it's about very relatable themes and... It's a very uh, relatable movie. Very relevant movie. Um, But we'll get to that later. And I'd say my third one, probably... I guess it's a tie between Serial Experiments Lane and... um, Wicked City. I haven't seen either of those yet. Wicked City. Man, that's... It's so good. It's so freaking good. Director of Vampire Hunter D. Bloodless, though, right? Director of Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. And I am beyond excited. To, is that a horror movie? I'm not trying to <laughs> pump it up, but dude, it's, it's but yeah, it's it, it is will not fail. It is in my <laughs> like, top top five for sure. I already top five, love yeah. that director and love his art style. And yeah. I thought that the original Vampire Hunter D movie was like a C. So I don't think that it will it will disappoint me. Yeah, if you thought it's a C, then you'll... I, 
I would be hard pressed to see why you you wouldn't like really like yeah bloodlust. Yeah. So. Fantastic. But finally, let's get into this movie. It's almost an hour in. I was gonna say we're fifty five minutes. <laughs> can we can we uh take a uh ruminations of red rum official thick piss break before yeah we i think that's a good started. thing we're about Absolutely. to get into the movie now okay take a quick break because i am uh, i'm seeping over here i'll get so another please... liquid death <laughs> <laughs> please I, enjoy I... this message from our other ruminations of red rum or sorry, nope. other Red Rum nope. Ruminations <laughs> Network podcast. Please enjoy this brief <laughs> announcement from the Ruminations Radio Network. Work, 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 work. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts. And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we're back. <laughs> Quack. Quack. We've been back this whole time. Quack. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're actually back. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Um, well, we're officially getting into it. Uh, Brendan, I want to hear first thoughts. Um, this is the first time you're viewing it ever in your life. Yes. So let's let's hear it. Uh, so, <clears throat> so I would say that I, I think I can safely say, unless I'm completely forgetting something, this is the first ever full length anime that I have watched. Um, wait, no, 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 no. I watched, uh, the train to Busan prequel soul station. Mm, how was okay. That? Uh, I, I, you know what? Never mind. Uh, since i can't remember it i guess it didn't leave that much of a of a spot on me um this movie took me a little bit to get into even though it is fairly short it it felt like it started and then just like immediately ended and i was like oh you know that was fast um but after about the first 30 minutes i was really getting into it and this was just like so weird and dark and enjoyable that uh, this movie would make me want to watch other feature length anime anime horror uh, projects, I guess I should say. Totally. And I I would I would love to see. I know that you guys probably wouldn't, but I would love to see a live action of this by Darren Aronofsky. I I, I would I think that would be It's called Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a direct adaptation. I love Black Swan, but like I would love to see a direct adaptation of this by by someone who's basically based their career around enjoying that type of you know, if this movie is such a big influence, I would love to see what he could do with it. But I'm not here to talk about Darren Aronofsky. I really, li- I, I really like this movie. Um, again, against all odds, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I actually do have later on. Uh, I have some one star reviews from Letterbox that I want to read to you guys to get your oh, opinions you're on. You're beautiful. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But we'll get there later. Uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts. Cool. And lastly, um, where did you watch this film? I rented it 
on i want to say amazon prime and yes i will 1000 percent put this in my collection i i would like to find if there's like a i don't know if there's like a collector's edition dvd of it or a blu-ray of it or anything um but if there is i will 1000 percent put that in my collection and boast it as one of my top favorites join the club then brennan because me and kyle <laughs> both have the same one <laughs> uh kyle um we heard your first experiences first experience with the film um does it live up to when you watched it for the first time unfortunately no no i'm kidding Uh, (laughs) i was like what is happening (laughs) so first i just want to first i just want to say uh i think best buy steel hat or steel still has the steel book the shout factory case which you should definitely pick up so yeah it's i think they still have it in stock it's so beautiful and yes the case is fucking awesome and uh so yeah so does it hold up? Um, I haven't seen the movie since my early 20s. Uh, so it's been a while. It's been about 10 years. And yes, it still absolutely holds up. Um, I'm curious as to why I never owned it through the years. I was just never big into collect. Well, I guess I just never was huge into collecting movies until recently again. So, But uh, yeah, this movie is fantastic. Like I touched on before, <laughs> it changed my whole outlook on what anime is and what it could be uh to your point ian it actually expanded my horizons to kind of look into singular animated films rather than watching episodic stuff which i was used to and i think this movie it the animation is gorgeous i know you're not a particular uh, a particular fan of it but um, on my 4K OLED screen <laughs> in uh, 1080p on the Blu-ray, it it just looks stunning, and it looks better than I remember it looking, which is rare for a lot of animation to do. And I just w- until we get into the specifics, I won't go crazy, but I will say yes, the movie holds up. I do really enjoy the film, and yeah, let's get going. Let's just get started talking about it. Hell yeah. I'm I'm not even going to like mimic you to the full extent, but I'm just going to say I really like the film and I'm glad I watched it. I watched it for the first time last year and I enjoyed it even more on uh, on this watch uh yesterday, I believe. And I also have the Steelbook Shell Factory, which is oh, the cover, the back. Oh my goodness. It's fantastic. Everything, everything about it. Yeah, um, when they inevitably make a 4k release of this i will be purchasing it i will be upgrading for sure the steel book the steel book is cheaper than the regular dvd yeah it's crazy it's crazy not a lot of people like steel books i'm not a huge fan but when i saw that i was like oh that's that's beautiful yeah the the cover is really cool yeah cool um well let's finally get into this movie Uh, I am going to talk about the first shot, and you guys can add to that, and we'll just go off of that. Um, this is a really beautiful, really um, relatable 
shot here. Um, it's when the creepy guy is holding his hand out and having the main uh, actress in the palm of his hand. Do you guys remember that shot? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is very relevant to today, especially with smartphones being out, when we can actually physically have our idols in our hands. Um, I thought that that aged extremely well. Um, did you guys want to comment on that? Kyle? I didn't uh, see it in that interpretation, but that is cool. Um, I did look at it as like him holding her and controlling her, like him holding her in the palm of her, uh, the palm of his hand, um, almost like putting her up on a pedestal. Mm. But that reference is really cool too. I do not remember that shot. My first note is starts with Disney esque stunt show performance. Power Ranger. <laughs> Which so so is that is that a thing over in Japan? What? Like they have these like little mini multi things. content performances where you have like a Disney like stunt show and then it goes into like a pop star group. Um, I don't live in Japan, so I can't answer that for them. But okay. what I will say is that um, the time I spent in DC. Uh, the malls that I went to actually did a sort of version of that. And they uh, they were playing 98 Degrees just at a random mall. Just at, on like a Tuesday. So I think that, that probably does happen in Japan. <laughs> Not 98 Degrees, <laughs> but I mean, you never know. <laughs> Give me just one night. Wait, so is... Okay. Uh, one question that I had was the choice of the band name Cham. Does that I I didn't look it up. Does that does that mean something or is it just like an irreverent word that they picked? I have no idea, Kyle. Brendan, I'm sorry. I feel like a mother right now, getting <laughs> my two children confused. The names. Um, I can look that up on Google Translate for you though. If you want to uh, reference another scene while we're uh, waiting here. Cham, a member of an indigenous oh. people of Vietnam and Cambodia who formed an independent kingdom from the 2nd to 17th centuries. So I will say about this whole <laughs> opening scene, boy, you guys look that up. Uh, <laughs> I will say about this opening scene, um, I watched it in English. Did you all watch it in English as well? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you mean, you mean like English dubbing? English dubbing, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I did not. I watched it. I, I don't really? like. W I watched it with Japanese language and English subtitles. Interesting. Okay, so um, watching it in English with English subtitles because I'm kind of hard of hearing. Like I need either the volume extremely loud or I need the subtitles on. So the subtitles, like the trans, the translation for these subtitles were god awful. The lyrics to the songs that they were singing was a completely different song than the subtitles were showing and half of the subtitles throughout the entire movie like i don't know what was going on with the translation team but like none of the subtitles matched what they were saying like 90 percent of the time the Wait, how, how did you, how did you watch it 
I watched it in English dubbing with English subtitles. No, I, I meant uh, streaming or on your disc. Oh, I had it on my Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's so so I, I, I wonder just, if there's a difference between a streaming copy and the disc copy, because I everything seemed fairly normal to me. So what I was thinking is maybe the... Um, the um, what the fuck? The subtitles. Maybe the subtitles were going off the sub of the Japanese spoken language, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a perfect translation to the English. So even though it was giving you like a rough idea of what they were saying, it still didn't match up. But as somebody that kind of relies and likes watching movies with subtitles, it was very frustrating for me. Like I almost had to turn it off because reading the subtitles and hearing what was coming out of her mouth were two different things a lot of the time and it was it was confusing and that um going back to what i was saying that whole concert thing was the first experience of that because the song was completely different it was weird hmm. yeah interesting I, I i did think that that the lyrics were a little bit strange to the song um but part of me was like oh maybe that's just like the niche of this band to 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 have weirdly uh worded songs so so maybe maybe i actually did do the same thing but because i was listening to uh the japanese language i just didn't pick up on the the incorrectness of it so at one point in the movie the mima calls rumi her sister so that kind of threw me off because i don't think they are right she's just her manager yeah she's just her manager okay so i don't know if that was uh like a slip up or if i just blanked out for a second and didn't understand the context i didn't notice maybe it's one of those things where they're just so close to each other that they are like sisters maybe that was the implication but i'm not sure yeah maybe Um, so another scene I want to go over is the computer scene. Kyle, this is probably pretty relatable to you, where she's discovering <laughs> the internet for the first time, like a monkey. And, uh, like yesterday. <laughs> what do you think? What do you guys think about a movie dating itself like that with its technology? Uh, I, I definitely thought that was interesting because I mean, if you think about it, even though uh ian you probably grew up with it a little bit more than i did and i definitely grew up with it a little bit more than kyle um i do think that it's interesting that her agent kind of talked her through it and i think that for kids who might not have realized that the internet didn't always exist um i do i i thought that was an interesting way for them to broach the topic of this new thing that's <laughs> happening and a lot of people might not have heard of it um i did one of my notes is lol a fax machine remember when those <laughs> existed <laughs> um I, I've seen them. I've never seen one actually be used. Is that sad? <laughs> a little bit. Um, Zoomer. So, Zoomer yeah, I, I think I I think that it's interesting how they handled uh, technology in this because they're kind of dealing with it as for them. You know, it's something new and fresh at this time. 
So I, I think that they did a good job of, you know, showing, hey, this is new. This is something that can really fuck up your life, but it's new and it's pretty and it's interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I think, um, I don't think it was intentionally trying to date itself. It came out during a time where internet was relatively new. I don't think it was as new as having to explain to a 18-year-old kid what a URL is, but... yeah. Um, I would say at that time, the the majority of, you know, the world was already using the internet and granted 1996 was still pretty early on, but I like that they did that just because, um, I mean, it was 1996. That's, that's a conversation that would have happened. So it's not that they were like trying to force that conversation in, you know, um, purposely. It's just, that's. I think it was natural for the time. Also, that was around the time of the dot-com bubble, correct? Mm, not sure. Yeah, you, thinking about I, a little bit, thinking about it a little bit more, because I feel like the dot-com bubble was like the mid-90s. What's the dot-com bubble? Uh, that's pretty much when like uh, there was people were actually taking the internet seriously, hmm. and there was like. Uh, a lot of interest was raised in the internet uh, and pretty much just people were accepting it as something that's, this is new, but this is going to stick. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been around that time. Like I was already playing, you know, like I was already fully into my computer at that point. I was playing Sims, roller coaster tycoon, all that bullshit. So like it's something. Roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. It's something that existed. It's something we were all doing. And I mean, I was in a middle class family, so if we were doing it, then a lot of people were. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, very keno. A fine <laughs> Very <cinema>. keno. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down dead fish scene, and I remember writing that down and being like, I should write more context around that, but I didn't stop the movie and it just kept going so does anyone remember dead fish scene does that ring a bell oh yeah 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 uh she gets she goes home to her apartment at one point and all of her goldfish are dead yeah i remember that but so but, I that, but then they come back but, or... but then they yeah, come back they... to life well they yeah. come back to life and then they die again and then they come back to life and then they die again yeah. so i think it's uh trying to almost establish like uh, what's real and what's fake? Which version of her reality that you're watching? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, the scene I, was. Yeah, w- I, one of the things that I really loved was that dichotomy between what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, you know, when I was watching it, I, I initially took it as I was like, sl- I initially took it as sloppy storytelling, and then I realized that they were continuing with it, and I was like oh shit i i looked at this movie in a negative way and then i realized that it was actually being done really well really well yeah Yeah. (laughs) it 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 took me it took me so off guard that i actually had to like go back and rewind it just to be like okay this actually means something pay harder attention to it yeah there's there's moments where if you don't catch it like watch it again watch it again because there's scenes that when you don't catch it or like like when you catch certain things let me back up i'm sorry it's 
it's mind blowing. Like the times when she's fighting like herself at the end, or like you know she's fighting um what's her name? I'm sorry, uh, her manager, Rumi. Rumi. Yeah. So when she's when she's fighting her and when she throws Rumi into the wall, but then it it cuts to her hitting the wall. So it's like she's fighting herself the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like. Yeah, just some awesome transitions, but yeah, there's a lot of subtle things in this movie that if you don't if you don't pick up on the subtle things, it could look very sloppy. Yes. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice brain food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I went into it. I wasn't ex- like I knew it was a psychological thriller. Um, but I wasn't expecting to have to put that much work in. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was a couple beers in at that point, and then I was like oh, wait, I actually have to pay a lot closer attention. Not, not that I was, you know, like fucking around on my phone or anything, but I, I realized that I had to pay a lot more attention than I was. So once I I went back about 10 minutes and I, I really dug in. No, those uh, kind of movies are the best. When yes. you have to almost like your brain does a double take and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm watching this. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, yeah exactly. What? Wait, hold on. Is this, more, is this actually more complicated than I was giving it credit for? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And I, I don't want you guys to think that I don't want anyone to think that I discounted it because it was an anime film, given what I've said about anime in this episode. Um, I mean, I've been guilty of that. It's fine. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I think that uh, to an extent, I I feel like I can I, I feel like there are people that think that because it's anime, it's a lesser form of art. When yeah, I think. When I think it's, I might honestly, I don't know if I want to say this, but anime might be a higher art form than live action filmmaking. In a lot of ways, for sure. I I mean, like it goes the same, like it goes the same for people that don't take video games as an art form seriously, animation as an art form seriously. There's always those people. And some of those people never have that part of their brain turned on to where they actually see it, unfortunately. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that an animated film can offer that a, a live action just can't achieve. Yes. 100%. Or at least without, at least without sure. extreme CGI of... of that looks terrible. Yeah. Huge budget, yeah. Can I, can I... With almost every re- remake of a live action anime. Yeah. Can I can I read you guys the first half star review I found? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so the title of it is DNF. And for for those who don't know, DNF means did not finish. Um <laughs> so so this person did not watch the entire film and then they reviewed it. So uh their review is just completely invalid. Yeah. Half star. Kept hearing about how good this movie is, but it's just the same disturbing, misogynistic, torture-a-woman male gaze crap that's dominated the horror genre for half a century. The sexual assault scenes are unnecessary, full stop. Ian, you want to take this one? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, all right. (laughs) See what's going on here. Um, no, I think they were perfectly necessary. It showed a lot of emotion. It showed, um, the transition that she was going through, um, from going, uh, into the, uh, act, act, actress from going 
to a pop star to an actress like things that she had to do that weren't um weren't that great yeah also the argument could be made that it never even happened so yeah <laughs> that is true well and i i i think that you know one ouch one thing that i could compare orgies of ito to this the the scenes watch your next words Sorry. carefully please <laughs> <laughs> the the scenes of rape in orgies of ito aren't warranted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. obviously i'm not saying that the scenes of rape in in perfect blue are warranted either but they serve are, a purpose to the story yes. and progress the story yeah thank you because i almost said character motivation uh, yeah, I, and that would have been bad <laughs> I heard I heard the wheels turning and then I like I heard it grind up a little bit. I was like, I got this all set up. Because you have to be very careful with this kind of yeah. subject. You yes. can't just yeah. Yeah. go into yeah. it willingly. So, so it's I, I think that words the, 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 the scenes of sexual assault in this felt real to me, even though it was an anime where the scenes of of sexual assault in Orgies of Vito just felt like schlock. Um, I, I think because, you know, things like this do happen in the entertainment industry. You get obsessed mm-hmm. fans. I mean, look at, uh, the dude that killed, uh, J, uh, I think it was, or that tried to kill Ronald Reagan. He became obsessed with a 12 year old Jodie Foster in taxi driver mm-hmm. and decided to try. It was, either, that was JFK or Reagan. I don't remember. I think it was J- um, Reagan. It was Reagan. Yeah. So. I mean, things like this do happen. Fans take th- or look at look at the garbage movie with John Travolta, The Fanatic. Fans become fans can become so obsessed at some point that they think that their idol is their property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this film handled the juxtaposition between the the fan and star relationship really, really well. Now, was the fan real, though? Or was she projecting that? It was I, yeah, yeah, because he, he gets into the fight with those kids in the first scene. Yeah. And he dies yeah. at the end. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see his body next to... You, I think Rumi did. I think Rumi did as well. Because, so you because, guys, because so you if... Think, you guys think Rumi, the killer at the end, exists? Yes, only because if you remember huh? when 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 the rape scene is being shot, you know, I, I okay, so two things I want to say. One she's the, crying. The the actor in the it, the guy in the rape scene where he keeps apologizing, like that that kind of like really touched me. Uh because he was like, I have to do this horrible thing for the camera. And I think he could tell that that uh she was not that into it and i i how how he kept you know apologizing and saying sorry that i have to do this again and she was like no it's okay like that that really touched me but yeah so so when the scene actually (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that i thought it but i was not gonna say that out loud but, you know, when, when the scene actually happens, Rumi starts to cry and get up and run out of the room. And so I think that's real. She yeah, is and real. I, in, one is real reality, yeah. in one reality. Yeah. In one and, reality, she's real. But see, the, what, what kind of throws me off as to her actually being the killer 
And this could be proven already. The like the whole thing could already be explained. This is me not looking anything up. Is at the end when she's getting chased by her, for example, there's no way that she would be floating down and chasing her from the rooftops. That's some that's that's some so, paranormal I, shit. No, but there's I, a great um shot of her in the mirror that shows mirror. her like panting and full of sweat and right but but who who are we seeing it through the lens of the main character though is that what she's is that that's what she's seeing rumi as right she's seeing rumi as herself right so is it herself that she's seeing because yes and what is rumi it is re so it Rumi, is roomy. Okay, so that let, is real. Let me back up because this is going to get confusing because it because <laughs> it is it is a confusing movie. So let's back this up. So Rumi is real, yes, mm-hmm. but is and she, she is a really so, she is a real killer. She has she, mental okay. issues, right? So she is floating. That <clears throat> let me back up. That no, she doesn't float. That large person is <laughs> jumping oh off rooftops and chasing her, and keeping up with her and then what what led me to believe that she may not be real is every scene so for example when she when the main character gets thrown off that little ledge and lands in the trash bags the shot down shows them flying together but then when they land it all it's only her that lands in the trash bags and then when she's chasing her down the alley and she throws the uh the killer against the wall it doesn't show her get thrown against the wall it shows the main character get thrown against the wall it never shows the aftermath of the actions it only shows the lead up to it and it had me thinking that maybe this whole time that's just a projection and on top of the whole like the paranormal shit like for okay well i can keep going about that but that's all i have to say for now i I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that she's real. That's all I'll say. Like, her's a person, yes, but her's the killer, not entirely convinced. I think I would say, I, I get where you're coming from, and the evidence that you've put forward is is very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my thought is, uh, she's 18 years old. She's very young. And she's already this... Um, uh recognized pop star it you know it's the same thing that we have with you know tiktokers today who are famous you know who who are also that age it's a lot of fame to take all at once and then once she leaves the band she kind of loses some of every you know everyone's like oh what is she gonna gonna do next she's going into acting oh this is interesting i think that that loss of attraction that she had from people uh mixed with the the what was the the stalker's name me mania yes i guess yes yeah yeah Yeah, i i think that the psychological torture that he was doing to her in accordance with that lack of fame that she was experiencing during that lull in her um uh in her fame i just think it kind of fucked with her head and she started to believe that there is a second her out there and she she lauds this second her 
as this all-powerful being that knows all of her thoughts, when in reality, me mania only knew her thoughts because Rumi was telling him what she was thinking and what she was saying during, you know, daily life. So I, I think that she just kind of got this this complex about this second person, this second her that she now believes is out there, even though it's just Rumi, uh, you know, masquerading around as her. As her. So you think that Rumi killed the producers and stuff of the show and then planted the bloody clothes in her bedroom? The so okay, so the planting I the planting definitely threw me off. I think that Rumi did kill the 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 writer and the people involved in the show. And I think that's that's also why uh the who was the other agent to, Todoraku? Yes. Yes, yeah. So when he takes the fan mail for her and it explodes. That was before we found out that there was a rape scene. So the, the, the only thing I could justify Rumi doing that is because she thought that the rape scene would tarnish the reputation, tarnish her reputation. She's trying to protect Mima's reputation, kind of yes. like the crazy yeah. fan was. And my thought is that guy was the one that kind of talked her out of being a pop star and trying to foray into acting only for the fact that he thinks he would make more money, you know, getting his 10% from her acting rather than her being a pop star. And Rumi is pissed about that because Rumi cares about Mima rather than the money that comes from it. She cares about the star that that she's cultivated and created. She she cares about the pop star. She never had thoughts about her being an actor. Mm-hmm. And the whole so the whole dialogue between the drama that's happening in the TV show and her life is what makes me believe that my theory is correct. Because the entire time, the blend of the two things, the mm-hmm. like the doctor is pretty much explaining why she's like, yeah, she has a complex. She thinks she's two different people. She's trying to romanticize her whole terrible trauma situation and turn it into a drama TV show. And so I'm not entirely convinced. This is the last thing I'll say. And then Ian, you can move us on to another topic if you want. But um, I'm not entirely convinced that all of this is real the the scenes with um like okay so even her at the end we'll jump to the end real quick i think that that might be her in the mental ward and she's in her mind she's projecting that she's just walking away and leaving you you have me convinced now i need to rewatch this now because now now i'm i'm kind of uh... i could be wrong i could be wrong but like i just feel like there's more to it than, than the than the manager's the killer. Like, I really do. It just doesn't... Like, all the little evidence just doesn't seem to add up to that. Like, it seems too easy. It seems like everything's structured so well that that ending is just too obvious of an ending. You got me. You got me. You sold me. You sold me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so this is going to be my theory. Um, I believe that there are two killers... I think that the incident with the envelope was the weird, creepy guy, me, Mania. I think that he sent that. I think that Rumi is the first, the killer for the first kill, which 
Um, we can go over that real quick. It's the car. It's the the writer, right? He's in the car garage and yeah. he hears the radio in the elevator. It it shows him going up to the elevator and then it cuts to the elevator opening on a different floor and his eyes are like gouged out and he just drops. I, I also think, think that that's is... Mima. I think that's Mima that killed him too. Sorry, go ahead. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Did you guys like that kill? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was cool. I thought it was Wait, awesome Ian, Ian can, I, can I ask you a question about what you just said? I am still going over my, um, my okay. theory. So can it wait? Or is it about the first kill? It was about the, the envelope. Okay. What about it? Do you think that me Mania tried to get Todoraku out of the picture so that Rumi could be the sole agent for Mima? Well, it was a it was addressed to Mima, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see okay. what I'm saying? So there now? you go. You see what okay. I'm saying? So now? why would Mima send that to herself? I I get it, but like it was so early on in her acting career, like she had three lines. Okay. So I don't think that Mima sent that to herself. Okay. Um, and then we go to the second kill, which I believe is Mima. So first kill Rumi. Second kill, um, she has convinced herself that she is the killer because um, the writer, all this pressure, and she actually turns into the killer. Um, second kill, pizza guy, or yeah, pizza guy kills photographer. Um, I really like this kill. I thought it was very Giallo-like. Did you guys get those feels? I did. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It With was like the, like the projector lighting and stuff. And yes, like yeah. it was a, it's always like a big initial hit and then dramatic acting afterwards, which is, oh, it's so cool to watch. Yeah. That whole scene in the hotel where he gets stabbed and then he initially just like starts walking away and she's just busted in the door and yes, it's great stuff. This is my favorite kill of the, um, of the movie. I think there's only two, right? Three. Three, oh, the, four. Uh, There's me, four. Me Mania. Tech- yeah. yeah. Me Mania and then the other guy that he's next to. Mm-hmm. Um, Which kill did you guys like the most? I agree with you. Second kill? Pizza guy? Giallo yeah, kill? The, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's on the cover of yeah. the book. Like, it's obviously the best kill. Made for a perfect cover. So I think that is... Uh, what's her name again? <laughs> Mima. I think that's Mima. Oh, so, so that, that's why you think that the clothes would be in her yes. closet. That explains okay. the clothes being in, in her dresser. Exactly. Yep, I agree with that. She is the killer in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And we all agree on her being the killer in that scene, right? Yeah. Because I don't think that it would be like a <clears throat> kind of projection of like her seeing through the eyes of Marumi. In which or scene Rumi, are you referring to? The, the Giallo scene. Yeah, I no, think I think that it was her. I think Mima it was, was like, yeah, I think it was her. Do you think becoming. it was because she felt taken advantage of? Yes, I think it was just so much pressure that she just, yeah, she snapped. She snapped because exactly. I, I, I do think it was interesting that they withheld some of the more, I would say, NSFW shots from that photography shoot until later on in the movie. Yeah. 
No, I think she's killing that image of herself with that murder. Cool. Uh, <laughs> do you guys want to go over the chase scene? I mean, we kind of mentioned it. It's the best um, animated scene in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fantastic. The The mirror um, shots are very well done. Very, very well done. And it leaves... And it leaves an impression of interpretation, like like all three of us, I guess, have different uh, interpretations of how this film is, and it it ended. So, um, I guess it's well done in that uh, in that sense. Could uh, could I? I'll make this quick. Could I just read one more uh, review just to get your guys' thoughts on it? Yeah, because th- this is the review that, out of all of them, pissed me off the most. One star from Tom. Oh, I maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Bleep that. Uh, <laughs> Constant constantly having your protagonist wake up from dreams slash fantasies does not make your film clever. Putting gratuitous nudity and violence does not make it good. A bland, unimaginative, cynical film masquerading as a smart one. It pretends to critique the media whilst. They use the word whilst indulging in the very thing it claims to criticize contains exactly one actual plot twist. And even that is dull. What a miserable film. This guy yeah, sounds like a miserable person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's taking the, see, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying though, is he's taking the plot twist at face value, which is yes. the manager's the killer. And I, I'm not convinced, but uh, yeah, it's uh what, so what I loved most about the whole waking up dream sequence is every time she woke up, it immediately brilliantly transitioned the whole scene to her being on set without mm-hmm. breaking the scene or cutting, and it did it really well. And it made me question what was real and what wasn't. Yeah, I, those I, scenes give me so much anxiety. Yeah. Like, during my first watch, I... It, I felt so much pressure in my head. Like I, I had to stop it for a second. It's movies like that. And, um, Oculus did that to me. It's, and then you like, go yes, outside and you're like, yes. is this real life? <laughs> I, I, I was kind of thinking a similar thing. Uh, films like Oculus and maybe less for you guys, but films like mother in films like this, I think are films that demand a more critical rewatch once you know what's happening so that you can go back and pick up all of the perfect, even uh, Oculus. I still don't understand it, but I love that movie. <laughs> um, I, I think that that review is so shallow and, and again, I think Kyle, you said it, they took the film at face value where something like this is not meant to just be viewed for uh fucking popcorn value. This is a movie that you have to you have to watch it. You can't be, you know, scrolling through Instagram or TikTok the whole time while you're watching it. I know a lot of people have issues with that. Um th- this is a a serious film that has deep artistic value and merit behind it. Yeah, like I I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but it's not like it's not like you have to pay attention to every scene. It's like you have to pay attention to almost every frame in yes. this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So before we go over thoughts, final thoughts and ratings, um, what do you guys think the overall message is? And do you like it? Kyle, hmm. we'll go with you first. Um, I didn't interpret any kind of message it was trying to deliver. So I don't really have an answer for that, unfortunately. Okay. Alrighty. I took, I took this as I, I mean, my viewing of this movie has always been and still is just a psychological thriller. I didn't personally take away any kind of like undertones that it was trying to talk about mental illness or any kind of like so, uh, social commentary or anything like that. So unfortunately, I don't really have a lot to give you on that. So I'm, I apologize. No, I mean, yeah. it's another person's perspective. So cool. Um, Brendan. I I hate that I keep taking this conversation back to Darren Aronofsky uh, because I feel like it's making someone's blood boil. Brandon, uh, this this movie's not about police brutality, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I appreciate is when a film can be about many things. Mm. Or it can be about one thing, depending on how you interpret it, when you watch it, when you know what's going on. One of the things I love about Mother is how it can be a film about nothing. It can be a film about the Bible. It can be a film about global warming. Or it can be a film about an artist, the relationship between an artist and the person that willfully consumes that art. And for me, this was... And especially with the the TikTok, Instagram, YouTube fame uh, generation that we have now, I, I think that this movie is so ahead of its time, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. with how it handles the relationship between a creator and the person that consumes that content, that even in this conversation alone, my percentage point of this movie has gone up by 15 percent um and i think that this movie is so undeniably clever in the way that it handles that relationship well said brendan i really wish i went first because (laughs) (laughs) i mirror almost exactly what what you said there um, this movie is about how we view idols and celebrities and how we cast a um, unrealistic projection of what we think they are, even though we don't know them personally. Like we know nothing about if we don't know them in a uh, realistic setting, we don't know them at all. Um, and I think that this movie is completely ahead of its time. And the fact that um it is very relevant to today with you exactly what Brendan said, YouTube, TikTok, everyone becoming a celebrity. Um, I, I, I almost wish that this had a gigantic release today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause it would be very impactful. And I think that it would do very well. Um. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my rating because I pretty much summed it up how I pretty much summed up how I feel about the film right there. Um, I love the cinematography. I love the the message. Um, I think that this movie is very ahead of its time and 
um, for a movie to be over 20 years ahead of its time and still be relevant to today. I think that that says something about this film or any film. So I'm going to give this a 100%. Whoa! Wait, what oh that no, that took no. me as that took me by surprise. Uh anyone wow. want to go next? Uh wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Holy yeah, I, I really, shit. Really, really love this film. I think you just left us speechless. <laughs> Brandon, Hopefully in a good way. Time. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> final thoughts and rating. Oh, uh, words. What are they? Um, they're things that come out of our mouths, apparently. Um, I'm I'm not even like doing this as a joke. I am completely shocked. <laughs> um, so going into this conversation, the movie was sitting at a seventy-five for me, but. Through this conversation, I have realized so many merits about this film that I think I completely looked over. Uh, and you you guys are probably going to hate this, but knowing how much Darren Aronofsky loves this movie makes me love it a whole lot more. Um, so my percentage <laughs> is, you know, what? I mean, just because of that response, I'm going to raise it two more points. Uh, I'm going to go from a 75 to a 92. Ooh. Two A's. <laughs> two Kyle, A's. bring yeah. us home, baby. Bring you home. Okay. Well, this movie, uh, from our first viewing back in 2002, has always held a special place in my heart. It's shaped my interest in anime. It's shaped my interest in film. It's always been one of my favorites. Um, it's been a point of reference in any conversation when talked about top fives, top tens of, of uh, anime and film. Uh, I think it's elegantly shot. I think it's beautifully edited. I love how it could be interpreted in multiple ways, and we still haven't picked a clear winner. This movie is very important to me, and um, it makes me feel very nostalgic watching it. It takes me back. I'm going to give this movie a 100%. Whoa. That is an official Red Rum rating. Of a 97.3. So a 97% for a movie that came out in 97. Very, very, very fitting. Deserving. Very deserving. Very deserving. Um, Brendan, only- I mean, you were completely <laughs> shocked. <laughs> I, wa- I kind of want to know why. <laughs> uh, I, well, it's just because I don't, I've never heard you rate a movie that high. Um, so I was just... Uh, I I'm very happy with that percentage. I almost kind of wish now that I rated it higher. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I mean, it's I a 97. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that that's fair. And I think that the movie more than deserves it. Um, yeah, no, this is maybe is this is the highest movie that 
this movie has the highest rating out of all of them that we've done, correct? Correct. Yeah, and I think it will be the highest rated, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah, the, so I, uh, I, was plan- I was planning on giving this 100. That's why I let you go first, Brendan, because I was going to cap off the 100s. Mm. But Because um, uh, I had a feeling you were not going to also give it 100%. But this and Shaun of the Dead are the only two films that I've given 100% on this cast. So. Both, both films well-deserving of a 100 this is one of the only movies that we're we've covered that I have given a hundred percent, like not on the cast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good film. Wait, Ian, uh, mm-hmm. do you, do you have a, uh, a little treat for us? Of course I do. Brennan, do you think I was just going to end the cast? I did. I was getting really worried. I just looked up four movies just in case you forgot. I was going to jump in and be a host in case you forgot. He no. has no faith in you. No oh, faith no. in Brandon. Oh. I'm actually. Do I take offense? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Let's just end the cast now. Fuck it. <laughs> this has been another. <laughs> no, because we're gonna do everyone's favorite guessing game. Pressure frozen. That's not how it goes, Ian. Let's hear it. I I don't remember it. <laughs> Is it fresh? Is it rotten? Is it fresh? No, no, I don't know. Because it's a guessing game. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is it fresh? Is it rotten? I don't know. Is it fresh? I'm petty. Uh, are you contestants ready? Coming on the hype. I'm yeah, raring to go. Not believe I'm ready that. to get the Dobby statue. All right. Number one. A maniac dressed in a dog costume wreaks bloody havoc during the taping of a popular children's television show genre horror i have no clue but i want to see this yeah me too yeah uh, like, fresh I, I was like is this wilfred <laughs> that, yeah, no, that, that was my first thought too <laughs> yeah um mm. i do it's indeed good. own this movie in blu-ray dvd and digital oh if you own it, it's gotta be rotten that might have been too much of a hit Um, (laughs) you know what just to start us opposite and I actually do kind of think it can go either way and because it's not horror comedy I think it has a larger chance to be run I'm going to go run Brennan you're sticking with uh, Fresh? yeah cool Kyle you move on to the next round baby it is see that 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 horror dude if you got a guy dressing up as a dog and it's not horror comedy (laughs) 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 if it's just horror as the genre see there's there's a tactic to this game there's a there is um i'm gonna go with 47 percent wow you all are a maniac that is two points for Kyle. Oh, that's like a three points. No, I get it on the no, no, no. Oh, it no. is oh, it is a forty nine percent. This is two thousand and nineteen's the Banana Splits movie. Oh, oh, that movie that was terrible. Oh, it's bad. Well, I mean, yeah, it's rotten. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's very bad. Somewhat enjoyable for me. No, never uh, seen. Never I seen. got my money's worth. It was like five bucks. I think so. Willy's Wonderland is better. I'm willing to watch that movie. Nick Nicholas Cage doesn't say like anything in that movie. That's different for him. Yeah. 
<laughs> Number two. I almost said the name of the movie. <laughs> a string of mysterious deaths leads a teenager to become suspicious of a soldier who showed up on her family's doorstep and claimed to be a friend of her father, of her dead father. Dead brother. Wow. English. You did. Genre, mystery, thriller, action, comedy. This movie's fucking amazing. What? I'm going for Action, fresh. comedy, thriller? Comedy? Probably there's, this movie. there's no way this is a comedy. Fresh. Wait, is it is it seriously marked as a comedy? Oh, that's what it says, Brendan. What? Well, I've never seen this movie. So I, I wouldn't make that no! up. No! All right, Brendan. Fresh. What's, fresh. What's, people say fresh. <laughs> <laughs> need a confirmation for Brendan, Cal. Brendan? Wait. Oh, I, oh, no, I said fresh. This okay, movie cool, is cool. fresh. Fresh as You'll fuck. move on to the next round. It is fresh, obviously. Guess the percentage. I like a fair fight. So, Brennan, since you know the movie and I don't, I'm I'm going to guess the percentage first because you probably have a, a better idea of where this might land because uh, I like to win fair and square. So <laughs> I'm going to say 74. 72. 72. 74. 73, actually. You don't fuck it. 72. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm gonna be optimistic about this and say 75. Well, looks like both of you got that correct. It oh, is a this is nice. Evans. <laughs> it is a nice percentage of 69. percent It is Adam Wingard directed. Oh, interesting, your favorite guy, right? Not my favorite guy. 2014's The Guest. Ooh, never seen it. It's it's honestly Dan Stevens is fucking amazing in that. And uh, Micah Monroe from It Follows is in it oh, as well. I don't know who that is, but nice. I like the movie. <laughs> Number three. Fifty strangers facing execution have to pick one person among them to live. Genre horror, sci-fi, mystery, thriller, drama. Oh, I feel like I know what this is. But I have no... Oh, I have no idea what it is. Can you read it one more time so it's super 50 short? 50 strangers facing execution have to pick one person among them to live. And his name is Harry Potter. <laughs> the boy who lived. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... Wait, rotten. wait, wait. Ah, I was going to say, let's say it on three. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go rotten as well. You both are correct. Moving on to the next round. <laughs> guess the percentage. Game. Jesus. Uh, do you want me to go first? Mm, you could take the lead on this one. Okay. Uh, I already have a number in mind, though. Oh, you do? And um, let's say it on three. No, that'll be too difficult for Ian. No, no, no! I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that as offense. I just meant two people shouting numbers that you might not be the best. Two people shouting uh, different numbers at the same time. Uh, I'm gonna say forty-five. I was gonna say fifty-four. 
but that's ah, oh oh that's that's that the generous. direct opposite of what i said oh it is hey look at that <laughs> kyle you are incorrect on this one oh. brendan gets the point it is sitting at a 42 percent this is 2015 directed by aaron han and mario miskion dario argento <laughs> Circle. It's called Circle. I've heard of it. Ah, that felt like a generous guess on my part. It was a random watch on Netflix for me. It was a... It, yeah, I, I, I feel like I watched it and I didn't retain anything from it. You feel like you watched it? I Fair watched enough. it. I you watched it. it. Alright. We're gonna go final round. Tiebreaker, right? No. Oh. Hey, we're sitting at Kyle 5, Brendan 3. Mm. So you need Kyle to get both of these incorrect, and you need to get both of them correct. Okay. That's math. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. <laughs> a sentient, a sent it, sent, a sentient, 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 sent, okay, sorry, go ahead. Sentient. Tire rolls through the desert using the power of its mind to make small animals and humans' head explode. Genre horror comedy. I'm going to say rotten. I was going to say it's got to be rotten, but I want to watch it. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> Brendan Wait, hasn't you, seen this, actually. No, I, I have. I have. Oh. It, I, I, don't, I don't like it as much as I like the other films by... Uh, What's his name? Pierre Depardieu? No, that's not his name. That's a different French director. I don't know, but you guys are both moving on to the next round. Guess the percentage. Since I'm clearly going to win this, Brennan, I'll go ahead and start first. Um, yep. Color everyone. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to guess 33. Brendan? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna do oh Jesus I'm gonna go I'm gonna go neutral and do what I did last time 45 45 you say yes that's what I say I closed tab <laughs> you were one percent off no six percent which would have tied the game yeah would have tied it yeah. <laughs> damn this man that was a close one that was 2010 uh quentin oh quentin depew is it depew or is it De demu De uh, De depew oh it is depew yeah yeah depew you're right he had rubber. he had him it's rubber he oh his shit is so weird. He had a movie called Deerskin about a jacket that becomes a serial killer. So fucking good. Thought these come in high school. I liked rubber. Deerskin jacket. <laughs> they come to deerskin jacket. <laughs> you know, that is disturbing, and I somehow don't believe that is incorrect that they didn't call you that. But that being said, this has been a, another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. The perfect podcast of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here be sure to follow us 
on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Rum and on Twitter at of Red Rum. That is OF Red Rum. And please subscribe to our iTunes or Spotify. Make sure you hit us up with a review. Give us a rating. That being said, I am your host, Ian Two E's Mike. Oh, by the way, guys, I heard um I listened to your last podcast. Thank you for giving a shout out to Mike. Mm, yep, and that was it. That was all me, baby. It was. Brendan, I appreciate that. I got you. But since I'm here, Mike, Michael. Mikael. Dude, this will be the first anime you've ever seen. Let's be honest here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 100%. 100%. Go go out and watch it. It's fantastic. And next to me, virtually, Kyle. With it. It's Boy with K coming for that Dobby statue. Uh, I'm already tied with Ian on Fresh or Rotten. It's your boy D-Skin, and we're coming for you. And Brendan, the new blood. I'm internally losing it over D-Skin, and I think that has to be your new name now. (laughs) Um, uh, That's that's me? I'm (laughs) D-Skin? Jeff Rosenstock, if you're listening, I love your music. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.